time russell grab your buddies we'll go to michael's small little house studio it's russell and ned and michael sometimes the fun just begins it's never ending adventure podcast time we're here it's us and it is definitely podcast time it's podcast time man i'm ready to freaking go today it's podcast uh that's a throwback to something that we cut from the last episode yeah, anyways our business time episode yeah, we're talking about the Wizard episode today. Wizard. Episode 11 of the first season. We're still in the first season. We're almost halfway through yeah. the first season. Yeah, we're say. like two episodes shy of being halfway. Oh, that's exciting. I know, I know. For those of you guys who've stuck around through the podcast, obviously, this is a great episode, man. It is. It's. I want to say it's my favorite episode that we've that we've gotten to talk about yet, which I'm sure I've said about something else, but it's. I've seen this one a long time ago, and this one is like... Just sticks out as just super fun. Yeah, I feel like this one and uh, the Inkyrian episode kind of go uh, like well hand in hand. Similar situations, similar kind of adventuring that Finn and Jake are doing. So Russell, like, tell me, tell me a little bit about it's just magical what, what you picked out. Like kind of like walk me through the episode, walk me through your emotions. Through my emotions. Well, I the first thing I have is just when you get introduced to mm -hmm. this episode. They immediately go to that creepy uh, skeleton. Like he's kind of like drippy, which yeah. is a weird look for a skeleton. Um, but he has a total like, "What are you buying?" Like from a Resident Evil Four type of a quality to him. You know, he's like, "Here's what I'm offering. Here's what I'm selling." But it gets way creepier. I, I was. Uh, just from the get-go, my most punchable character is the skeleton. Yeah, I think he's... Well, actually, I would have to say my most punchable is... Um, what's the master wizard's name? Uh, uh, Bufo. Bufo. Bufo is most punchable to me, I think. Really? I yeah. Like, I like part of Bufo, uh, but we can get into that later. Okay, well, most punchable for us... I just... I There's something about the skeleton, and I think this might change your mind. As soon as... Like once the episode is wrapping up, which brings me to another question I have, but once the episode is wrapping up, Bufo, or not Bufo, sorry, the skeleton man guy, the what are you buying guy, uh, says, hey, naked, hey, naked kid, what are you buying? Or whatever, you know? And it's like, that's way creepy. Yeah. This, and this old got, skeleton guy's like, hey, naked boy. And they definitely went with the, the peddler on the road because you see when they open up the portal, he's got a, a cardboard sign yeah. that says free magic on it. It's just like this way, like, you know, it's like all like, hey, like really creepy and like kind of, uh, I don't know. I don't even know what the word would be. But then yeah. all of a sudden it becomes very corporate and it's just like, oh, yep, this was all planned. He's like, this was this all portal. planned, go through the portal. And then did you notice the backside of the portal was made up of all a bunch of little butts? No, I did not. So when they, when they is, come though. to the wizard temple, uh, it goes... <laughs> farts them out but the whole back of the portal is like like 10 little butts on the back of the portal so we're that. on the theme of like 11 episodes straight and there's like a butt reference in every single one of them butts and dancing i mean they when they get there they start dancing too they do some like like i think Jan's, jake has got i almost said jan jake has got some awesome like break dancing potential oh yeah i want to see just like a dance off episode at some point oh we'll get to the one where jake has a dance off with a ladybug oh and there you it's go. awesome um so the other thing i was curious about was at the end of the episode they portal back to that area where they do see the skeleton again mm -hmm. 
Uh, are they, where are they? When, where do they teleport to? Because it looks like they just walk 30 feet and they're back on earth or whatever, or ooh, or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely like in a different realm, obviously, or like some somewhere far away or something like that. I don't know how they necessarily get back. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that somebody opened up a portal again. I mean, they were hanging out with a bunch of wizards. Yeah. And do they, did they maintain that magical ability? I don't think so. I think, Part of me thinks that the... Like for the rest of like the next episode or the rest of the season, does it any of that ever come back? Or? My, no, it doesn't come back. My assumption on it is that either the magical powers are wrapped up in the robes with the actual stars on them. Oh, that would like, be cool. And so if they kind of ditch the robes, they kind of ditch the powers and or because like by proxy, Finn never kept the the test of ultimate responsibility that he didn't get to keep them. That is very true. And remember the master wizard said, or, or uh, gosh, I'm going to forget his name a thousand times. Bufo. Bufo. I want, keep on wanting to say like Blargatha. I don't know why. Uh, what's that from? I don't know. <laughs> he, uh, but he, he said at the end of the episode, he renounced his magical powers. So I kind of think that maybe oh, it was like everything was, that. everything was like put to bed. Like there was no more master wizards. That anymore. is a bummer because Jate didn't buy into the whole thing. You know, like he didn't buy into the, I'm selling my soul to uh Bufo. Yeah. Well, that brings up, I mean, a good point of mine and a good the really where we, we have been talking about a lot, the differences between Jake and Finn um, and one of my themes of the episode is gluttony. Cool. That you sort see of. Finn get to this point where he's just like so amped up to get more and more powers. He's got a thousand stars on him by the end of the, the wizard it's trials. never enough. And it's never enough. And But that's like kind of this mature, I think it's a kind of a maturity thing in Jake that he was like, no, nah, man, I know myself. I know I'm good. Like I, I've got mayonnaise. I can put myself to sleep. I've got awesome like ability to grow mustache hair now it's true yeah jake takes full advantage of the scam you know like he's like no i know exactly what i want and i got it i can put myself to sleep on command and mayonnaise just instant mayonnaise from my finger i mean that's incredible it's certainly like the gluttony aspect i can see that now i wasn't thinking about that as we were going but he is 12 how yeah he's still 12 at this point he's still 12 so it's fair. He just he's just like these powers are awesome. The ultimate power has to be incredible. Yeah. What what is the ultimate power? Do yeah. we even know? I it didn't seem like there was an ultimate power. It was just the ultimate responsibility it was, just, was the ultimate power. It was yeah, that was like the granting of the rank of being like the ultimate power wizard. And that's so Finn was doing it like in this gluttonous, I want more. I want to be the ultimate wizard. I want to get the mega star on my cloak. And even when he jumps in there, he goes, I'm being irresponsibly responsible. And I was like, that is exactly how 12-year-olds would probably behave. And honestly, I mean, I don't know. Do you ever feel like you're irresponsibly responsible? Uh, off the top of my head, sure. But I, I couldn't give you an example, I, I don't think, right now. Yeah, man. I mean, I guess just the way that I manage my time. I'm irresponsible in the sense that I do stay up late. But while I'm staying up late, I'm giving myself a little bit of a break from go, 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 go. I got to be productive. I got to be working. I just worked eight hours. Now I'm uh, cooking food and now I'm settling down and I'm working on artist management or I'm working on this podcast or whatever. And then all of a sudden, and I got to, you know, I call my girlfriend and then all of a sudden it's 10, 30, 11. 
And I'm like a little irresponsible. I need some me time. I need to, to chill out for a bit. So there you go. Yeah. That's I mean, my that's exactly why well, I, mean, I, I figured that's, that's where I was going with it too, is that as adults, as not 12 year olds and dogs and frog wizards, that being irresponsibly responsible is so similar to how Finn is in this wizard thing. Like we do a lot of stuff and there's like little rewards from it, you know, but when you take on so much, you realize that you put yourself in a bad place. Just like Finn took on the ultimate responsibility. He wanted like the ultimate wizard power. So similar to that, like being at work and being like taking on a thousand tasks. Yes, you're going to get rewarded. You may get extra commission. You may uh, get promoted and, and be praised and touted above everybody else. But then all of a sudden you realize you're stuck hanging up on ropes in a, a giant tower <laughs> for the rest of your life doing a really, really boring job, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're being responsible, but but not necessarily um, perhaps in, in what's best for you and, and the best way for yourself. But to your point too, I mean, of Jake being more mature, I thought like that moment where he's like, I'm responsible. And then Ben calls him out. He's like, no, that's a lie. And he's like, I acknowledge that's a lie. You know, he's like, I get it. I take full responsibility for it. You know, (laughs) that was enough. But man, it almost earned Jake, my my lovely. We can get into that in a bit. But like, I was like, gosh, that is, Jake is just constantly so dang good on every episode. Yeah, he always seems to have a comeback to things. Like he does. and, And all those comebacks are typically honest of himself where he's like, yeah, I'm fat and lazy, whatever. It's all good. <laughs> well, talking about gluttony and the powers, like that's that's the tops, dude. Those powers are the tops this no, episode, without dude. a doubt. Well, I would say they it was so funny because they started out super lame. Is and, it worth it? Well, that's the re- the real question is that first star. Is it worth doing any of it? Because yeah. the first requirement is nuts. Yeah, you eating a whole broom. That's that's wild to me. Like for dustomancy, power over dust mites. Um, no, no, thank you. The rewards in the end are pretty sick. Yeah, but I did see it, they kind of start off the trials for the wizards and then the powers they're getting with like all these powers that are like almost useless. Like the sh- like being able to control Careful. your shadow, but oh, the shadow dude. doesn't do anything. Like you can't. You can't do anything with the shadow. That might be my tops, though. I was going to ask you I like of shadow surrey. The powers that were displayed in the episode, if you only could take one, well, yeah, that's the question. Would you take it? Man. And would you eat a broom to do it? Well, you have to eat the broom first because it is the first requirement. Exactly. Uh, the answer is no. But there, I don't know. I'm curious because shadow surrey is so tempting to me uh, because it's so close to. One of my favorite Naruto characters' abilities. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, Shikamaru, he's incredible, but he can control shadow, but he's also able to attack people through his shadow. Controlling yeah. can strangle people from See, shadow. That's cool. I think that that would be cool if they could have done like the shadow. The shadow. It, it, but he, they would. It couldn't do anything. Couldn't hold Finn up, but it wouldn't be able to attack people or anything. No, you couldn't ride on it and and all that. But then. Well, so I I still think that might be my choice. Sleeping, the sleep spell is probably the I right said answer. Sleep spell was like top three for me. But also, it has the power to bring things. So, a sleep, or I guess that would be awaken. The yeah, awake cause, spell. Because Finn cast the awake spell, 
to wake up Jake and it turns a rock to life. Do you get both on that level? That's what I want to mm, know. Because know. if you get if you get sleep and awake in the same moment of your wizarding uh, journey, that's it. That's because you can bring it like a non-living item to life. To life. And then and then fall asleep whenever you want. <laughs> yeah. And also fall asleep whenever you want, which I got four and a half hours of sleep last night. I could have used that ability. Yeah. I I say for me though, it's it's like the most basic one, but when he has those epic like angel wings, I think that just like that would be amazing. Power of flight. Power of flight's just like I think that tops a lot of things when you when you get there, you know. Yeah, we are, I mean, as humans are constantly, you know, all throughout human history have chased after the ability to fly. Yeah. And he had it. The last thing is, as we're just like kind of wrapping up talking about all the powers and kind of like basking in the the glory of of being able to be an ultimate wizard, the coolest reference of one of these powers was when Finn, he summons the sword from his hand and he he says Vorpal hand. And I was like, what the heck is that? Yeah, what is that? When I did like a little research... Apparently, he casts a spell of Vorpal Hand, and that is a reference to the blade, the Vorpal blade, or like the Vorpal sword from Lewis Carroll's poem, The Jabberwocky. Not familiar uh, with it. It's, it's, you know, same guy that did Alice in Wonderland. Um, And there's a really almost, it's like, whole poem is like ridiculous, like nonsensical words all strung together about going to slay this monster called the Jabberwocky. So I guess that they said they had a, a Vorpal sword mm. and Vorpal probably rhymed with something else ridiculous, you know? Yeah. But I thought that was cool. I was like, that's a, that that is such cool. an odd reference, but it they like wanted to throw it in there. something in Michael's brain for a second there. He made a little, a little nod. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I yeah. Right on. Uh, yeah, man. I just wanted to address like, I don't know. It is a scam, right? Like the whole thing is a scam and we can get into this a little bit more in a minute, but like, to be fair, you get a bunch of powers for free and the final power does have a big disclaimer for it. It's like the ultimate responsibility, you know, and there's actually like, that's the only one where he's just like, are you sure you're ready? You know, and then he like warns Finn. Like he gives Finn more of a disclaimer than like any amount of internet, like terms and conditioning, terms and conditions that we ever just accept immediately online nowadays, you know. So but what are we what are we agreeing to? They didn't have to agree to it up front because Jake backs down from the ultimate responsibility and probably could have easily walked away with wizard should've. powers. He should have. He loved the robes. Yeah. Which which reminds me when you say like scam and when we're talking about this, and it reminds me of a timeshare seminar. Yeah. So 100%. you go into the timeshare, you you serve your time and you know you get what usually it's like two free tickets to a show in Vegas, a free weekend at some, you know, resort if you just sit through the presentation. That's kind of what Jake does. He just kind of does the the trials, half of which are balancing a pencil on your lip and uh they're balancing the chair, you sticking know, sticking your hand in a yeah. bowl of grapes with while blindfolded. Yeah, they get hazed. They get frat They get frat hazed. For a second there. Well they do and and then in the last one, like Ben Shredder gets drugged. Like the handshake like knocks him out and then he wakes up and he's on the ropes. And then this isn't, this isn't my thought, but something I was listening to connected this thought with what happens there. It's like the Indiana Jones, uh, the last crusade thing where it's like, 
in exchange for this power, like you now have the responsibility Ooh. of keeping this meteor away. Yeah, dude, that's a you great know? reference. I know, I, I wish, should have thought of that. I, I wish I had thought of that on my own. I can't, can't take credit for it, but it was just along my journey this week, I came across it somewhere. Um, yeah, no, that was that was a great little bit. That's awesome. And before we get into our lovelies, a couple of more lessons we've learned, let's, let's hear a quick word from the sponsors. Yeah, I think if we got paid a little bit more, we would be able to make those references in the future and they would be our own. Yes, so we'll <laughs> I feel that. There. I feel that. We'll, we'll be the ones that are creating canon references from here on out. Hear ye, hear ye. Today's announcement comes all the way from the Bubblegum Lab Co., where scientists have just uncovered the secrets to an eternal supply of mayonnaise. No longer will the Candy Kingdom be reliant on the wizards of the Wizarding Plane. Bubblegum Lab Co. Mayo will now be available at all local general stores for a low, low price of 100 gumdrops a jar. Three jars of mayonnaise will be available to every household. Two is too few, and four is too many. Five is right out. But you should all know, caution, Bubblegum Lab Co. Mayonnaise contains chemicals that may be harmful to everyone and can have dangerous side effects such as anything and everything. Unfortunately for you, it is now the only source of mayo allowed in the Candy Kingdom as per Princess Bubblegum's decree. All hail PB for none are as great as thee. You stink! Shut up, peasants! Welcome back, everybody. How's it going? It's it's going good. I think I just got assaulted by a royal decree. Yeah, but I'm not too worried because I've been stocking up on mayonnaise for at least weeks now. You got a bunch of mayo. I've got enough stored away that I think I'll be good. Man, I was curious. So earlier this episode, when we were talking about our most punchable characters, you were you were feeling buffo. Yeah, and I think that's my beef this week, man. That's your your beef is with buffo. That's, yeah. That, Takes away the purpose of our beef. I mean, he's, he's skeezy. He is skeezy, but but what about? Okay, so that that's what about it. I mean, it's, he's skeezy, skeezy and it, he also like he kind of gets away with it at the end. He kind of I know he does renounce it. And he like kind of apologizes and stuff like that, and and says, you know, Finn. And and one of my lessons of the show is don't take credit for ideas that aren't yours. And he was kind of like, oh yeah, I guess I won't do that anymore. And I was oh, like, this guy so got away. Great with like 847 years of manipulating people and gets to just walk away like like free of any repercussion. It's how the ancient ones wanted it. But yeah, he is the ancient <laughs> one though. He is. The, is he? Yeah, he's been around that long. I mean, he's one of the ancient ones and he could be up there. He's ultimate wizard. He could be doing responsibility, but he's just scheming people in. You freaking timeshare. Ned. Dude, like, oh, that's, Ned, that's my beef. You, man. I don't like him. You and your... Your newfangled thinking will get us all killed. Oh, shut up with the old rain of corn talk over Youth here. Youth culture forever. That's, Youth that's culture. you right now. That was, yeah, that's, that was one of the best lines of the episode. Youth culture forever. Well, well, it, it kind of brings me to one of my, my, well, it brings me to my lovely. Give, give, give me some sugar, baby. My lovely is Leonard. I loved Leonard. He's a part of Buffo, but he's talking out of sync. I thought of it and I was like, man, he's, he's, uh, he enjoys comedy. Like we learned so much about Leonard. Just from that one interaction? I just, from, yeah. 
he enjoys comedy. He's got a great sense of comedy of timing, comedic timing. He's an individual. You know, he sticks up for what he believes in. I mean, he's just a real man's man. And I, there's like Leonard gets it, man. He you're understands. Going, you're going real deep into Leonard over here. <laughs> he understands. My other, like, that is my lovely. If there was another lovely, it would probably be Jeremy. Uh, the old, the old wizard who's been uh, slaving away for eight hundred forty-seven years. That was my lovely of the episode. Is because he, Jeremy, Jeremy, it, it, he gets taken down, and then the darkest part of the episode. I actually had to watch it twice to he's catch. He's digging this. his own grave. Yeah, he's yeah. out there digging the, and then you see there's uh, there's other gravestones out there, oh, like other a headstones. Bunch of them. And I was like, oh my gosh, these little old men are like have been dying for hundreds of years to keep this this meteor from you know, destroying the temple that nobody really cares about. It makes you wonder if if the the ultimate responsibility gives you like a longer lifespan, but it, it almost seems like it doesn't. Like how long, I, it may have said this in the episode, but how long was uh, Jeremy slaving away? Was he actually doing it for 847 years or with that many graves? I, I clearly remember. they've cycled through a number of them. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember if at least one of them, I feel like at least one of them up there had been there the whole time, but I could be mistaken. Yeah, and, and also... It's something that's interesting is I was thinking as I was watching this that like Jake and Finn become more powerful than Bufo in a in a sense. Yeah. Because Finn is able to kind of defeat Bufo or, or whatever, you know, and is it Finn or is it Jake that defeats him? I mean, they don't defeat him. They just, they bury the meteor under the city and that's then right. Bufo shows up. He's, and I did notice, and it was like one of the flaws that was pointed out was like, He's the only one that still has his clothes left. So he either like shield himself from like the meteor crashing. Oh, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, he he didn't have his clothes stripped away like everybody else. Well, well, Jake just totally, Jake is so powerful all of a sudden, even though he didn't finish his training with the the reflect thing, you know? Yeah, that, that right? he in his sleep is like got wizard powers. It's so good. Uh, and then Finn, I love the little like footing. His footing was off. You know, in order for him to use the power, it kind of reminded me of that like Spider-Man uh, scene from the first Tobey Maguire movie. Oh yeah, where he's like trying to get the the web slinging hand symbol mm -hmm. right, uh, and he just can't quite do it, and then he adjusts <laughs> it. You know, he does like he the adjusts to the right way. Down. Yeah, yeah. Which, ah, man, I don't know. I love and this the first one, and the second Spider-Man movies. I honestly yeah. really, really enjoy. And it take take us back to a time where life was a little simpler. Yeah. But the solution was move, like build a new tower. Yeah, that's the real crime that Bufo committed was they had 847 years to build a new tower that wasn't going to be destroyed by this meteorite. Mm -hmm. It The explosion wasn't that big. Yeah, I mean- It just ripped your clothes off. It didn't like kill anybody. It didn't kill anybody. They were zoomed back, sure. But like the explosion was not that big. Well, now you're relating with my Bufo beef that like- this was a problem that could have been solved a thousand other ways. And that's where we see Finn coming in and being ultimate adventurer, a problem that's been around for almost 850 years. And Finn solves it in a day, you know? True. But Leonard, Leonard definitely was against it. Like you could just tell that <laughs> you could Leonard tell. was super against the he plan. Was going the against time. the grain. He was, he's like, he's like Finn's like, inside agent you know like that, right, that's right. that's that's russell's prime, theoretically prime. speaking theoretically speaking <laughs> that's i guess so man that's my theoretically speaking for the episode it doesn't have to be like i'm, I'm thinking of uh theoretically speaking as this 
long drawn out segment, but I guess it could just be like a simple, yeah, this like, is ridiculous. You had a theoretical thought and you wanted to roll with it. And and now that's that's a locked in part of your Adventure Time universe is that Leonard was scheming. It's true. The What's up with those uh, conveniently placed floating logs at the end there? Well, actually, a uh, good introduction into one of my newest segments we're going to do on this show. It's going to be Ned's Factoids. Lay it on me. Yes. So I've got a, a handful of these, which is awesome. And one of them has to do with the logs floating in front of their junk. Um, as originally, when they made this episode, they actually had little floating beavers in front of their junk. And Cartoon Network forced the animators to trade that out. And I think it was just because it was too much of an innuendo, in my opinion. That's, yeah. Because beavers are attracted to wood and so on and so forth. We'll keep this family friendly, oh, but... That was not where I was going with that. Yeah. that's thinking about yeah, that. Yeah, beavers and wood and beavers being a word for other things. So, yeah, we, that's, that's why I think Cartoon Network was like, let's just, you know, keep an arm's length at that kind of adult joke. But some other ones, and actually one of the coolest ones, I missed it. I missed this totally until I did my research is that one of the students that's in the Wizard Academy or whatever, when they do like the pan over of the floor, has a Adventure Time Easter egg that will appear in many other episodes. And you'll, you'll, they're very obvious in other episodes, but this is a, the kind of the first one, is that it's called the Phil Face. And it's this little animated face that's like this, this nerdy looking dude with glasses and he's smiling. And it's uh, meant to resemble the Adventure Time uh, lead character designer, Phil Rinda, Correct me if I'm saying that wrong. Rinda, Rinda. Um, but Pendleton Ward stated that if you tell Phil about anything, he will get super excited face. And that's what they base this face off of. So go back. Everybody go back and watch it. When they pan over the wizards, um, you'll see this little Phil face. And it's kind of this dumb looking nerdy face. It's awesome. And it will appear. And when you, I'll, I'll, we'll point it out the next time it appears. Okay. Is it, man, what a section. Yeah, what that's a, a section. And then, I mean, last fun fact is that this episode was first called Finn the Wizard. Was it really? Well, yeah. I thought Finn the Wizard was something like later on in the the episode, like or a different episode, like later on in the show. Maybe. I mean, if they do have a Finn the Wizard episode, it's it could be called that later on. But okay. uh, that that's what this was originally called. And I guess they just decided to call it Wizard because it's not just about yeah. Finn being a wizard. That's you know? fair. Cool, man. Well, I feel like we're getting pretty close to wrapping up this episode. I mean, are you are you feeling like you have some lessons for us? Man, I think we both got some lessons. Yeah, I can start it off if you want. Uh, my lesson is if a stranger offers you free things, take him up on the offer. That's a terrible lesson. <laughs> that is my, that's my lesson. I feel like I just want to put that out there for everybody, the youths. You all, know? The, all the street used. The street youths. Just take everything that's free. Yeah. If he's, uh, you know, it seems like a, a, a guy you can trust. I don't know. My lesson yeah, on that better same, than that? it was if, if something is free, it's usually a catch or probably not great quality. I didn't say don't take it, but know what you're getting into. Yeah. I mean, if there's a terms and condition, read it, you know, unless it's from Apple or something like that where you might be selling your soul to the the greater tech to companies the, to the man the man the monopolies that run our world um my my second lesson was don't take credit for things that aren't your ideas that was just like explicitly stated at the end of the episode my my other lesson is uh if a stranger offers you free things uh take him up on his offer <laughs> you're just a second it's, it's <laughs> double 
double like I'm double doubling lesson. down on that one. Man, last good one. Another lesson is ugly people are desperate. Oh man, I totally forgot about that moment with Jake earlier on. Yeah, he's, he's like, unattractive, and unattractive people are desperate. Uh, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, man. Obviously, he's evil, but he's unattractive, and unattractive people are desperate. That and is, I was like, oh, mm. savage lesson learned from Jake. Oh, man, that that moment was so so funny. I know. I mean, that might be a line of the episode for me too. Just like <laughs> like it's that, good. or or youth youth power. What was it, youth? Youth power forever. Yeah, uh, yeah. Youth culture forever. Youth culture forever. Yeah, I thought um, that was hilarious. I just want to say, like, don't listen to me on that lesson. That was not real. That was dumb. All the kids. Yeah, Russell just takes free things. He's lost a couple of fingers that way. A lot of times, I can get away with bad lessons, but I feel like that's just really terrible advice. And I don't want anyone to hear this and go, "All right, <laughs> okay, listen." Yeah, well, I, Russell said it. We know we're both incredibly influential on people, right? Yeah. Well, you know, we were talking earlier about my ego being stroked. Stroked ego. TikTok. We're on TikTok now. We're on TikTok, guys. Check us out on TikTok. We're oh. making super great, lame, 27-year-old TikTok content. No, it's all good content. Right, right, It's the right, best right. content. Right, uh, right. Best on the app, uh, which, you know, Where's where's our beef? You said your beef earlier was with the character of the show. Yeah, it was it was with Bufo this week. It was just one of those things where I was like, man, he he just scammed him, conned him, and then got away with it. Bummed me out. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, kind of wanted to see a little bit of like, because I feel like Finn and Jake when they adventure too, like usually the antagonist of the episode kind of gets what's coming to him, and he is the antagonist of this episode, and he doesn't get what was coming to him. No, and he doesn't learn his lesson. Mm -mm. Uh, neither did I. My beef is probably with Tobey Maguire. Uh, I, again, I, you know, come back to the superheroing world if you can. I think I think we're going to get him, man. I think this new Spider-Man movie coming out is going to multiverse That's him. what I'm saying, man. Like, and... Spider-Man 3 was a little rough. But, and I know you got the gambling thing, but we don't need to talk about that on the show. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> but, come on. Let's, dude, I want you back as Spider-Man to some degree. What do you mean in Spider-Man? I've always been in Spider-Man. You're not, not you. Uh, oh, you mean Tobey Maguire. Tobey We're Maguire. talking to him. I thought you meant me. Ned. Oh, this man. I was, like, I was like, I've never been in Spider-Man. This is canon. Ned is Spider-Man. I've never Sp seen Ned and Spider-Man in the same room at the same time. That's true. That's all I'm saying. And just like, you know. Pretty sure Michael's Batman, but we're not yeah. entirely sure about we're that. not entirely sure. But yes, Tobey Maguire, because we know you're listening... You better come back to Spider-Man. Totally listening to this. Yeah. Uh, thanks, y'all, for checking out this episode. This has been just another wonderful episode of Never Ending Adventure. I've been Russell Tindall. And I've been Ned, and I love you guys. Many kisses to all of you. Many kisses. Please follow us on Instagram at Never Ending Adventure Podcast. You can follow us on TikTok if you really want to get on that grind at yeah. Never Ending Adventure Cast. And then... I'm also posting on Twitter. You should just follow us on Instagram. But if Twitter is your thing, NEA underscore podcast is where you can find us on Twitter um, and maybe on Reddit one day. Man, and hit those likes, hit those follows, and most of all, just share, man. Share this content. Share it with your friends. Like, Go out and be like, yo, binge season one and then listen to the podcast. Put it on on your way to work. Put it on your long drives. Like, Just do it. Yeah, like, come on. Why aren't you doing, why aren't you doing it? Yeah. 
Come on. I know. Now we just sound really aggressive. I don't have it. I wanted to end this on an aggressive note. Hey, if you listen to this podcast, if you get through season one with us, there's a good chance that we uh, will invite you to be down and be a guest on a guest future guest episode. Maybe. Yeah. If you if you if you can prove your worth. Bye bye. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it's another 30-minute podcast on a 10-minute show. There's just no wisdom to be had in these little adventures. I got no clue what these guys are talking about. I'm just here to put robot voices in the mix. Guys, this is the NeverEnding Adventure Podcast, and we hope you like what you hear. This is Michael Hitchcock. I engineer it. Russell and Ned, they love having you around. We'll see you next week. Love you, Michael.